0: Hey, hopefully you received one of these on the way this morning. Can we want to have communion or closed service with communion this morning? If you didn't, just slip your hand up. If you don't have communion, our ushers should come and get nobody. excellent. Yep, somebody here? Can one of our ushers bring one of the communion things up, please? Ushers? Can someone bring a communion cup up? There's somebody up here missing one. Just for later. Hey, good morning. Welcome to Crossroads. Thanks for joining us, those in person. I think it's really cool to always be in person. There's, there's an interaction that takes place when we interact physically together, and it's great to watch online. Thank you for joining us online. But there's nothing better than, than when we dwell together in harmony, and we enjoy songs that are uplifting, and we focus on a person who changed our life. And so thank you for, for joining us today. My name's Rob. I'm one of the pastors here, and it's a privilege with you on Easter morning. Do you like the shirt? Oh, thank you. Andrea did it, because it was not me. She's like, honey, you need to wear something different than black and white on, on Easter. I'm like, why? I like black and white. She goes, no, honey, you're wearing some color. So, so nowadays at, at 5, 21 plus some tax, uh, my, my wife is dressing me and she's doing good. So I love her. But hey, welcome to our Easter service. I want to encourage you, if you can, um, join us online or come in person. But I'd love to encourage you to join us for the, for the whole series that we're about to launch into. It's called Love Exems Forgiveness. Why? Uh, people have asked me my whole life why I love Jesus the way I do. Jesus is the coolest friend I've ever had in my life. He's the coolest cat in the world, and he's also the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and all that sort of stuff. But he's my friend. He's been my friend since I was basically 15 years old when he entered into my life. And this whole series that we're talking about just kind of really brings my journey and my life, love, acceptance, forgiveness, to the surface. The thought we're going to walk through through the series comes from a book by a pastor, mentor, and a friend of mine called Love, Acceptance, and Forgiveness. If you've never read it, I, I, I encourage you, first of all, buy a seat belt, and then open the book because it'll turn your life upside down. Because Jerry used to talk about it, it's fun to, to worship Jesus on a Sunday morning, but it's never about Sunday morning. It's about Monday morning. It's about when you and I step into the world on Monday morning. This is fun and we have fun. Our worship team are brilliant. Our people that serve you. In fact, there's 5,000 children downstairs. Stop having children, please. (laughs) Because they're coming out of the woodwork and Caitlin and her team are doing an amazing job. If you ever want to help in our kids ministry, that's one area. Pastors should never do this. I'll just be up front with you. I need children's workers tomorrow because there's kids everywhere. Caitlin must be drinking seven Red Bulls or something like that but they're, they're pouring into and loving your kids right now. I never got to know Jesus that young. I wish, I wish I could go back and turn the clock back. I wish that at this age, someone had told me that Jesus actually liked me. They want to have a relationship. I didn't have to have a PhD or know everything or spell all the words or read the whole Bible it's just to be a friend and to be in my life. I wish someone had told me that earlier. The whole thought for the series captures the heartbeat, guys, of my whole Christian journey. It's like taking the Bible and applying it practically on Monday morning into my everyday life. It's one thing to come to church, it's another thing to be the church. And so often we in our Western culture get restricted to coming to church. And Jesus has called us to be the church, to be in your friends' lives, to love on your friends and that. Both from what I've experienced on my own journey I want you to know about, and what I so want you to experience through my life. Sad thing this morning, i young man, no names mentioned, came to see me this morning and he was told to leave where he was because he didn't fit the narrative and it was a church environment. Never in this house. I don't care how many mistakes I make. I don't care who you are. You're welcome in this house no matter what bruises you have and what's going on in your life and what you're struggling with no what your res. I don't give a, oh, that's a church, I can't say that word in Church. I don't give a rat about your resume. And neither does Jesus, but he does care about your heart. And he wants to engage with your heart right where you're at in that situation. The whole idea of, of loving God and being loved by God. Then the idea of putting that concept into practice by loving other people. Our mission statement, love God, love people, it's that simple. It's not always easy, but it is that simple. If you passionately fall in love with Jesus, because I think you should, because he's the coolest cat in the world, when you passionately literally become absorbed and he literally takes over your life, it can't help but come out of your pores. You can't help but start to love other people that God places around you just because he's loved you. And that's the whole concept with loving God, loving people. Our mission statement is it's not easy, but it is simple. So as we launch into our series today, with the first thought, I say thank you again for taking the time to come and physically be in the kingdom, in the house. It's easy to watch online, and there's nothing wrong with that, but there's something powerful about being in his house. When you allow Jesus to wash over you, he can wash it away. Whatever it is this morning that you need him to wash. I can't wash it away. I can't fix you. I can't save you. I can't heal you. I'm just a simple conduit. I just love Jesus. But whatever's bugging you this morning, whatever's on your heart and head this morning, Jesus can gladly And wholeheartedly wash it away if you give him a chance. You, the young man that spoke to me this morning, everybody else in this room, you are unconditionally loved by Jesus and by God's grace by us. Here's a way in reference to the book of what Jerry says in the book. And again, Jerry's not Jesus. He just acts like Jesus. He'd been my mentor, was my mentor, went to be with Jesus a few years ago for quite a few years when I first came to the States. He was my interpreter as well, be honest with you. I'd say things and Andrea and Jerry would go, what did you say? I don't know. It just sounded really good in Irish. I mean, like, so they would interpret it for me. So here's how Jerry captured this whole idea of being loved. It says this in the book, the minimum guarantee we must make is that we will love you and each other always under every circumstance with no exceptions, unconditionally. The second guarantee is that we will accept each other totally without reservation. Why? Simply because each person is made in God's image. The third thing we must guarantee people is that no matter how, please, hear, I'm going to read this twice, because this is the one that ticks people off. The third thing we must guarantee people is that no matter how miserably they fail or how blatantly they sin, our unreserved forgiveness is theirs for the asking with no bitter taste left in anybody's mouth. Why? Because dad's words say, forgive others if you've been forgiven. The third thing we must guarantee people is that no matter how miserably they fail, how blatantly they sin, our unreserved forgiveness is theirs for the asking with no bitter taste left in anybody's mouth. Why? Because dad's words say this, forgive others as I have forgiven you. Just pause and take a deep breath. Just on those three things alone. Actually unconditionally love the people around about you and not judge them through your filter. Actually truly unconditionally just allow your love to be given to people simply because you can, because you're filled up from the inside. To walk in the spirit of acceptance towards people, not approval or disapproval, just simple acceptance. David, you stand, please. Because you're all made like this in Dad's image. Thank you. Like, whoa, somebody's. Yeah, David, yeah, yeah, you got it. You see, but we don't. We go, this image is okay, but that one's not. See, this is covered, but that one's not. Thank you, David. Acceptance is accepted. That. We would just accept people simply because they're made in his image. And then we'd walk in a spirit of unforgiveness or forgiveness towards people. Do you need forgiven Things you've said and none. Ask Andrea. She has a list that she keeps taking to Jesus every day. Thank goodness she takes it to Jesus. <laughs> and not my mama, okay? My mama would be like, oh, boy, come here. <laughs> in case you don't know, my mom's not doing too well. Um, we're heading off to Ireland tomorrow night. Go be with her. This is how bad she is. And I love you, mom, but you really are. I don't care if you're 81 years old. You need to. She was in the hospital because she's had a bunch of stuff happen to her. And the other day, because the doctors and nurses weren't being quick enough, she just released herself. <laughs> yeah, you did. I, know. I love you too, mom. But you were wrong. And I'm 6,000 miles away. Ha. Yeah, she's like to my sister, like, if they're not going to come and tell me what's wrong... I'm going home, and Joanne's like, yeah, of course you are, no, I am, so this 81-year-old, 21-year-old got up, and just left, and released herself, and my sister calls me, do you want to talk to your mother, I'm like, yeah, we're at the hospital, she's like, no, like, where is she, she's at home, like, home home, like, is she going to be with Jesus home, no, home home, I'm like, she's like, here, I was like, oh. hi, mom, what are you doing? Well, the doctor wouldn't, they weren't doing the thing, and they'd get her in the. so I went home. I was like, okay, I love you too. Give me back to my sister. Did you tell her off? So I'm like, oh, I told her off, absolutely. <laughs> I'm lying through my, Whoa, right. But What would it look like? What would it look like? Can you imagine if we could learn to live that way in our homes, in our friendships, in our relationships, in our schools, our colleges, in our workplaces, in our marriages, if we would walk in a spirit of unconditional love, a spirit of acceptance, and a spirit of forgiveness? Can you imagine how different relationships could be like that? That's what Jesus kind of calls us to, as we think about today and all that we'll look at, maybe filter all of it through love, acceptance, and forgiveness for me, would you please? Today on Easter for me is when one of the most powerful expressions of the Christian faith is on full display. It's like the linchpin of my whole Christian journey. Everything about my whole life rotates around this day for me. It's where some of the most well-known Bible verses are played out in real time, in 3D, in full color, as it were. One of my favorite and probably one of the most well-known Bible verses, if you're not a church person, you are a church person, welcome. You don't have to know the Bible inside out to know Jesus. It's just his handbook is really helpful, but you don't need to. But one of the verses that a lot of people know is John three sixteen and 17. In the Passion Version, so there's different versions using different words. They mean the same thing, but they use different words to kind of illustrate some of the stuff they say. But here's what is it is in the Passion Version. For here is the way God loved the world. And you and I, right now, right here, he gave, free of charge, his only unique son as a gift. So now everyone and anyone who chooses to believe in him will never perish, but experience everlasting life. Let's go home. Because it's the church that sometimes complicates it. Here's all the hoops you have to jump, here's all the things you have to do, here's all you have to act. That's actually not in the Bible. The only way you start a transitional place is getting to that place and realizing that, that God gave his only son as a sacrifice and a gift for me. And if I choose to move towards him and I choose to allow him to change my life, he literally transforms me from the inside out. It says this in 17, God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world. That's what religion does, sadly. But to be its savior and rescue it. To be its savior and rescue it. Those who want rescue. If you don't want rescue, skip it. So, I mean, you don't, you don't need to. God's not going to make anybody get rescued, right? If someone flies along to help you and you say, no, they can't make you do it. Jesus doesn't make people get to a place of being rescued. He just wants to rescue people. John fifteen thirteen says this, greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friend. When was the last time you'd done that? You ever had to do that? You ever been in sometimes war situations? Military people end up in, in environments like that. You see stories and movies made about it where they cast their life onto something and, and it saves a bunch of people and just one person dies. Kind of a similar idea to that whole thing. But how does something as profound and straightforward as these statements maybe play out in real time? Well, there was this crucifixion that took place. It was on a place called Golgotha. Other people call it the skull. Calvary's in our place. People talk about it. It's the scene of the crucifixion of Jesus. This is not the right one. It's just a depiction of it, because not to be disrespectful, and I hope this is not disrespectful, but we all know Jesus wasn't white, right? I'm sorry if that's offensive. He was all of color at best. And so there's a depiction, and so it plays out in our culture that we're a lot of white people. See, So that that, that connects with me. But Jesus himself had probably curly black hair, and he was olive in color, which I desire to be, but this white boy will never be that. Thank you. Yeah, amen, right? Jesus, help. Like, seriously, give me a cute accent, but no pigment. Hello. That's the depiction of the idea we're going to talk about here in a second. Here is captured in, in Luke 23, and it says this. Here's a snapshot of it. One day, on that day that Jesus was crucified, there were two others with him. The guards led away two criminals with Jesus to execute all three of them at the same time. When they came to the place known as the skull, the guards crucified Jesus, nailing him on the center cross between the two criminals. A, a portion of the Bible that is talked about a lot is this next one. While they were nailing Jesus to the cross, he prayed over and over, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. That's the power of his love and a reference to love, acceptance, and forgiveness for, for me, guys. See, the soldiers, after they crucified him, gambled over his clothing. Here's where I'd like you to just focus with me today as we transition through this morning. One of the criminals hanging on the cross beside Jesus kept ridiculing him, saying, what kind of Messiah are you? Save yourself and save us from death. The criminal hanging on the the cross rebuked the man, saying, Don't you fear God? You're about to die. We deserve to be condemned. We're just being repaid for what we've done. But this man, he's done nothing wrong. And he said, I beg of you, Jesus. You begged of Jesus lightly for something? You kind of went beyond that. If it works, kind of go ahead and make it happen. But have you begged, Lord, Lord, please come and change this thing in my life? I beg of you, Jesus, show me grace and take me with you. In your everlasting kingdom. And then Jesus said, I'm really, really sorry. Your resume's not up to snuff. You haven't done enough things for me yet. You haven't checked all the boxes. You haven't jumped all through the hoops. I would love to help you out, but I'm sorry you just kind of left it to the last minute. That's what so often Western church does. Here's all the things you have to do. No, you just need to recognize who's there and make a personal request because this is Jesus' response. I promise you, this very day, you'll enter into paradise with me. What does unconditional love, acceptance, and forgiveness maybe look like? You see, it's not about how much you know about Jesus. It's not, I'm sorry, but more so, it's that you have made a choice to want to get to know Jesus. Maybe, maybe this is what the thief on the cross said. Guys, when you're ready, please. Thank you so much. Because he said i can come i don't know all the stuff you're talking about maybe is what he said is maybe his reply is it good to know all the stuff about jesus of course it is right I've spent my whole Christian life learning all about Jesus and his ways, and I love it. He's the coolest cat, best friend I've ever had in my life. Every time I was talking to one of my friends, Billy, the other day, and we were talking about this idea, and Jerry told me years ago a really great example of why can't we really truly understand God, and Jerry said, go get an expensive diamond ring, and I was like, I'll never have one of those, but anyway, <laughs> go get an expensive diamond ring and place it in the light, and just watch all of the all the infractions from it that just go everywhere, and then just slightly twist it and watch all the brand new ones and do that over and over and over and over and over again for the rest of your life, you might just scratch the surface of who he is. You might just scratch the surface because when Martin Luther got to heaven, you know what he did? I did not know that. And you'll get to heaven, Hopefully is you say yes to Jesus. And when you get, you discover something you don't know. And you not knowing that thing won't be the thing that keeps you out of heaven. It will be not knowing the guy on the center cross. But is it essential to know all about him? No, it's just really beneficial. But what's more critical is, just like you heard a second ago, sorry, I just don't know that. I just know this, that the man on the center of cross said, I could come. Not because of what I've done, but because of what he has done. Not because of what I can do because he could do nothing, but because of everything he has done. Jerry Cook said this in his book. Love always steps into the way of destructive behavior. Not to do so is an act of hatred, not love. Our love for others must never be confused as a license for their destructive behavior towards us, towards others, or towards themselves. Love commits itself to their highest good and stands stubbornly and relentlessly against their destruction from any quarter. When I watch and see what Jesus did on the cross for you and for me, that's exactly what Jesus did. He stepped in on our behalf and my behalf because of our sin and because of my sin so that he would make things right for me. Please, if you're not a church person, you're watching online, you're here in person, you never, this whole idea of knowing Jesus, please, please hear this next piece before we go any further. What's needed on your part? What's needed on my part? It's two things. It's recognition of who's available to you. His name is Jesus. Then he, the thief, said, I beg you, Jesus, take me with you. He recognized who was there and available to him. He recognized what was available to him was a relationship hanging next to a guy who gave his life for him. Then secondly, a personal request for help. Show me grace and take me with you into your everlasting kingdom. Two things. One, recognize who's available to you today who died on that cross for you to make a personal request for him to change and transform your life. And the words don't matter. You get people arguing all the time, well, sinner's prayer, and you just say this, and you just say that, blah, blah. I'm sorry, he didn't say any of that. The 15 things we have to cover, he didn't say any of that. He just said, you're God. And he went, yeah. Would well, you do me a favor? This is about to end in a few seconds here. I don't really want to be down here. Can I come with you? Like, seriously, please? Can I? Well, of course you can. Like, really? Yeah. Just close your eyes. We'll be there in a second. It'll be really fun. We'll play golf. <laughs> we get so hung up on, well, you no, this guy hung there, knowing nothing about him, and then this innocent guy who says is hanging next to him, you don't deserve to be a beard. we do, blah, blah, blah. Hey, Jesus, when you get into your head, would you take me with you? Yes. And destroy. Why? Because there was sincerity about his heart. So the words you say, if they're sincere, God meets you in those words. If you go, Lord, would you change me right now by the power of who you are? He would do it. Jesus, please come affect my life. He would do it. Jesus, please come and take this brokenness. Do something with it. He would do it. Jesus, I need you. He would do it. Jesus, please. Jesus, please. I don't want to do this anymore on my own. He would do it. it? Because it's not about what we say. It's really about the confession of our heart. We'll get to that in a minute. It really is confessing that I know who he is and I want him to come change My life, Romans 10 says this. In fact, it says this. The message is very close at hand. It's on your lips and in your heart. This message is the very message about faith that we preach. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord, which is what the thief did, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, he wanted to go with him, I guess that covers it. You will be saved. For it's by believing in your heart that you're made right with God. It is by openly declaring your faith that you're saved. As the scripture tells us, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. The journey of following Jesus is all about a relationship. It's not about religion or religious behaviors. Jesus actually calls you and I friend. He's the best BFF any person will ever have or ever need. He's the one BFF that will never quit on you. He's the one BFF that won't get mad at you. He's the one BFF that will not be not there when you need him. He's the one BFF that as soon as you speak to him, he's instantaneously available to you, no matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, period. Just like that. All of it was made possible by what Jesus is willing to do for you and for me. And Jesus invites us to walk with people that way. See, that's for me is, and please don't say anything. I'm so sorry if you've been hurt by church experiences. And I'm sorry if I've ever hurt you by church experiences. I'm so sorry. I ask my wife. I make mistakes all the time. Jesus is the coolest person I've ever met in my life. But I do believe in LAF. I do believe in unconditionally trying to love people. I I do believe in accepting people the way they are because I want someone to accept me. I, I do believe... That when someone makes a mistake, treat people the way you'd want to be treated. Offer forgiveness if you want forgiveness, but don't hold back forgiveness if you want it from somebody else. I really want to live that way. And God calls us to this love God, love people, like, love, like loving God and falling in passionate love with Him and not religiously, but literally just get Him into every ounce of your body, every bone that you have, every piece of your being. It gets you to a place where you start to practice loving other people. There's a really famous father who modeled it for all of us. I think most people, even church people, know of him. His name's Pastor Billy Graham. Um, there was a young lady, his daughter, spoke at his funeral about what it looks like to let love, acceptance, and forgiveness really ooze out of our pores into other people's. Because I think Christianity is a, about a reciprocating circle. Jesus passionately loves me. I get to practice my passionate loving Gary. Jesus accepts me. I get to accept Nick. Jesus forgives me. I get to forgive Dave if he needs forgiveness. It's about working it out on Monday morning in the lives of people. I want you to sit back and hear what a daughter said at her father's funeral. Thank you, guys.
1: You women will understand. You don't want to embarrass your father. You really don't want to embarrass those rain. <laughs> <laughs> and many of you know that we live on the side of the mountain. And as I wound myself up the mountain, I rounded the last bend in my father's driveway, and my father was standing there waiting for me. I the car, he <laughs> wrapped
0: I rounded the last bend to my father's home. I got out of the car. My father greeted me with open arms, wrapped his arms around me, said, welcome home. No blame. No shame. No condemnation. Just wide open arms, unconditional love. Love. The first template in our series that we're starting is love, acceptance, and forgiveness. Unconditionally loving people. That's the posture that Jesus takes for you and I today. No shame, no blame, no condemnation, just unconditional love with wide open arms. That is how much God loves you today online, here in person. So what does our response need to be? Before the interaction with the thief on the cross, this moment takes place in preparation for the cross scene coming. It's found in Matthew. It says, and they ate Jesus. As they ate, Jesus took the bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to his disciples. He said to them, this is my body, eat it. Then taking the cup of wine, he gave thanks to the Father. He entered into the covenant with him saying, this is my blood. Each of you must drink it in fulfillment of the covenant for this is the blood that seals the new covenant. It will be poured out for many for the complete forgiveness. For the complete forgiveness. For the complete forgiveness. For the complete forgiveness. Not partial, not portion, not cultural forgiveness. The complete forgiveness of sins. The next time we drink this, I will be with you and we will drink it together with a new understanding in the kingdom realm of my Father. It was an explanation of the price he would be willing to pay for you and I on the cross. If Crossroads is your home church, you're visiting from another church and you're a Christian person, I want to offer this to you as maybe a thought that we as believers should absorb and adopt, adopt in our real life. That today, because of what Jesus has done for us, that today those of us in the church of Jesus Christ need to make a bold commitment to love people, and then dedicate ourselves to fulfill that commitment. Our, our life should tell people, if you come around here because of what Jesus has done for me, I'm going to love you no matter what. No matter who you are, what you've done, or how you look, smell, or behave, I'm going to love you. Why? Because Jesus and other people have loved me that way. I will see my mentors, unfortunately, this week when I fly back to Ireland who have loved me that way. For 45 years of my life. John, Doreen, I know you're probably watching. I love you so much. You took a hurt like this. Because I was. 13-year-old little brat. Full of himself. Full of hurt. And they looked past it. And they unconditionally loved me. And they accepted me. And they walked in the spirit of forgiveness until Jesus really... Got a hold of me. Richard Foster says this love, not anger, brought Jesus to the cross. Golgotha came as a result of God's great desire to forgive, not his reluctance to. Our awareness of the love of God and responding to it is at the heart of all of our lives. It begins and ends there. We must learn to realize that the love of God seeks us in every situation and seeks our good, just like He's seeking you today, guys online or here in person. For someone maybe hearing this for the first time, this is how much God loves you, that he gave his life for you. So what does your response maybe need to be? Maybe it's this, let me give you an offering to think about. Maybe this is you today and you've never had a chance to say yes to Jesus. And in a minute before we take communion, I'd ask you to take it for the first time of being one of his own that in a minute when you would receive communion, before you get there, you would maybe pray something like this and I'll walk through it slowly. Yes, Jesus, I need you to wash my life clean. I I need my sins washed away today. I, I need and want a personal relationship with you. Please do whatever you need to do to allow that to take place today. Or as the thief said, Jesus. Show me grace and make room for me with you in your everlasting kingdom. Here's a practical question for all the engineers in the house. Do you get clean before you get in the shower? Or do you get in the shower to get clean? So why would you try and clean yourself up before you come to Jesus? Why would you not just let Jesus make you clean? Because he's really good at that. He's been practicing it for quite a while. He's kind of getting it down. So often people, I need to do all the right things before I can come and say yes. To you. No, you don't. Worship team, would you come? I have a worship team join us and we're gonna close in a song kind of, I'm gonna ask you to take communion as the song's going on. Enter in and sing the song and enjoy the song if you want to. But if you've never said yes to him and you wanna say something as simple as that, Jesus, I, I know I'm a sinner and I need you to be my savior today. And Jesus, in this place, and this morning, I'm making a commitment and I'm making an invitation for you to change and transform my life. If you're watching online, you can call in and, and tell the office you made that commitment. If you're here in person and you're sitting here in a minute when we sing this song, before we take communion. Again, it, it's an open table because I don't judge where you are. I'm not, I'm not God. He is. People say, well, people need to make sure they're Christians. I'm like, well, who am I to judge? Well, if they do all these, ah, 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 Stop. He was just hanging on a cross, and went, "Jesus, you're the guy. Uh-huh, I am. Good point. Uh, can I come with you, please? You mean yes? Like y- y- yes? Like I can't go do anything? I didn't. You didn't ask me to. Oh, um, like what's a Bible? I, a what? What's the 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 the, the the Torah? What is a Torah? Is, a, is, a, is that a place? Because we do that. Here's all the things you have to do. No, you just need to say yes to Jesus. Jesus, would you come and change? Conf- change, I need you in my life. Confess, I need him. And if you've ever done that this morning, I'm gonna invite you to do that today here in a minute. Jesus, come and change my life. If you've never said yes to him. Right now, watching online or singing in person, just sit where you're at with this piece of cardboard and some because that's what it is, like, it's cool, right, if we had a Snicker, someone said you should use a Snicker in your Pepsi, but not on Easter, that would really tick people off, but anyway, because I've used that before, but it meant you can take this, I actually believe what you did with this for me actually was for me, and I want to say yes and thank you, I believe in a minute, Lord, that the blood you shed for me was to cleanse me, and I need that, Jesus, would you do that, Lord? What about you guys that know him? And you've known him for a while or maybe for a few weeks or a few months. Maybe you could say this, maybe you need to say this this morning before communion. Hey, dad, because he's Abba Father to me. It's a daddy God. Hey, daddy God, I've drifted away from the place of intimacy with you and the realization of what you did for me. Would you help me make my way back and restore what I maybe have misplaced, the intimacy that we once had. But why live as close as possible to Jesus? Because we, the church, you and I, are people redeemed, filled with the Holy Spirit, equipped to serve meeting people's needs everywhere in Jesus' name, period. We're going to finish with the song. I I speak the name of Jesus in a second. And I'm going to pray over communion, but don't take it. Just let me pray over it here in a second. But as soon as the worship team starts the song and they're singing, and if you're with your family, your husband, your wife, your kids, your friends, just take. don't rush into it. Just take a moment and go, Lord, where where am I in all of this? Are are you my savior or are you just an acquaintance? Lord, if, if you're my Lord, how intimate are we? And Lord, as I, I open this and it represents you, would you let the freshness of the broken body of Christ and the sacrifice you paid sit fresh upon my spirit today? Lord, would you let the gist the that represents the shed blood of Jesus cleanse me afresh today? Just bow your head with me a second. Would you please just close your eyes? I want to talk to two groups of people first first those if you don't know jesus table both watching online or here in person if you've never said yes to him and you you sense god stirring your heart that that maybe that's the decision you want to make today and you feel god stirring you to make today i want to be able to pray for you as a person would you be a favor would you slip your hand up and put it down if that's you thank you anyone else anyone else if you're saying yes to him for the first time today online maybe you can let us know this week if you're watching those responding, simply pray this. Dear Jesus, would you change me right now? Before I take communion, I'd like this communion to be the first communion that I get to know that I'm one of your kids, that I'm yours and yours alone. So today, Jesus, I'm asking you to change me by the power and presence of your Holy Spirit. Let your Holy Spirit come and cleanse me from my sin make me new help me to allow you into every room of my life that you could transform me and change me by your spirit maybe you're a believer today and you can sense there's a distance in some areas in your life and before we take communion I want you to go Lord I want to close that distance if that's you slip your heart so I can pray for you would you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you Lord Jesus I just come with my brothers and sisters daddy I don't want to be any distance between you and I I want us to be literally glued together as it were. I don't want anything to get in between you and I's relationship. And said, so, dad, I just come today. I ask you to meet us in this moment of communion. Lord, meet us in this place, Lord God, of allowing you to refresh our lives in a new, new way. For the first time, maybe forever. Or Lord Jesus, just again, like a shower would do, Lord, when we step into it and we feel just muggy, Lord Jesus, and dirty or whatever. And the water, Lord Jesus, just freshens us and cleanses us. Lord, let that cleansing and freshness take place today in my brothers and sisters' life. Daddy, I ask, Lord, and as we receive communion in a second, Lord Jesus, I just thank you, Lord, for the broken body that you gladly gave and the shedding of your blood that you so willingly allowed to take place, Lord Jesus, for all of us. And so, Dad, I just ask you to come, and I ask, ask you to move in this time of communion, Lord God, that is overarched with a song about speaking your name into our life and into our circumstances. I ask you to move in power Dad, in your precious, precious name. Oh, God's people said, amen. Guys, just in a second, when they start, just go ahead and receive communion when you want to during worship, and then I'll come back up at the end of worship and close this out. Thank you, guys. actually are really true it breaks every stronghold I don't know what you're struggling with I don't know what's bu- bugging you I don't know what's going on in the your... person that removes all of that is this cat called Jesus best friend I've ever had in my life I know that kind of freaks some people out but, but I've, ne- I've known him as my Lord and Savior but every morning he meets with me and drinks coffee with me and calls me his friend I don't crawl across the floor in the morning when he comes in. I don't. I know exactly who's come in my house. I know exactly who showed up for coffee. He just goes, hey, friend. Or he gets real personal with me because I'm Irish. He goes, hey, kid, how you doing? I'm like, I'm so cool now. You want a coffee? Nah, I'm good. Why don't you go ahead and have one? Because when you turn it to religion, you create a gap. You turn it to relationship, you create intimacy. And Jesus is into intimacy. I don't know where you're at today. I just know this. If, if my prayer teams would come forward this morning, if you're on our prayer team, you could join me. Um, here's the thing. God, God wants to change and transform you. You want to let him. We're going to close and say, I'm going to pray over you and that if you've said yes to him for the first time, come grab me or text me or call me this week or let me know. We just want to walk with you and support you through the process. But here's the thing, if, if God stirred something in your heart today as a believer or as a non-believer coming to Jesus, would you please let, let one of these people, they don't need to know what it is, it's none of their business, actually. It's, it's, it's none of their business. You don't have to tell them if you don't want to. You just say, hey, Bill and vet, would you pray for me? God really spoke something personally. Would, would you agree with me? Because God says, we're two or more agree, a calling his will and purpose. It locks something in. So if God stirred your heart this morning, please let these people pray with you after. Now I have to do two things here. One, I want them to be available to pray for you. But two, there's some little cats downstairs that if I don't let them get to their Easter eggs, I'm gonna go to be with Jesus early. Okay? (laughs) So, so we'll work our best. So if, if you don't need prayer and you don't mind, you want to stay for the Easter egg hunt, if you could make your way into the, into the family room, I'd really appreciate that in a minute. But if you need, you can go right now, young man. You're, you're free to go, yeah. You go, go for it. Like he's leading the way. But if you need prayer, come let these guys pray for you after. Daddy, I think you're the coolest person I've ever met. You're the best friend I've ever had. You're the greatest savior. You're the only savior Lord, anybody could ever have because you're the one that makes all things right Would you be with us today? Would you help us surrender into this new week, this this post Easter, Jesus, let it be a change in our spirit and how we see you, how we respond to you, how we interact with you, what we do with what you've called us to do with our life. Lord, I ask you to bless and guide us in this week. Help us to be close to you. Help nothing to get in the way, Lord. Help us to find a way to remove all the obstacles, Lord, that we could be close to you and just enjoy your presence, because you love being with your kids, and you love engaging in relationships. So guide and direct and bless us today, Dad, we ask in your precious name. And all God's people said, amen. Why don't you stand with me a second, if you could, guys, so that we can make a transition. If you need prayer afterwards, please, please come let people pray for you. If not, transition to the family. If you have kids especially, go get them. Put some reins on them so when we let them go at the door, they don't run me over.